Hi, and welcome. This is the podcast of Jill Roberts, the Upper East Side Medium. And today we're going to be exploring more of the Arthurian magic. I do have a Facebook group titled the same Arthurian magic, and it's all based upon um, John and Caitlin Matthews' book and their enthusiasm for this wonderful topic. For me, I'm an Arthurian scholar, historian, and researcher, besides being an evidential medium, and being able to combine my two favorite things in life, everything about King Arthur, and mediumship, and psychic gifts, and magic, is just wonderful beyond belief. So what I'm going to do today is talk a little bit about, in case you don't know, the basis for the book. First came the Camelot Oracle that was researched and written by John Matthews, and all of the artwork was done by Will Worthington. They are a great pair, needless to say. So I just want to go over John Matthews' introduction, just to give you an idea of where we're coming from with this. On the Facebook group page, you can just just search for Arthurian Magic, and it should show up with a picture of the book. And there I have certain uh, files on the art of meditation and how to meditate, especially for this. Um, the different archetypes in the Arthurian legends. I did a guided meditation for the meditation of the ring, and there are many, many, many more guided meditations to come. So here, I just received the Camelot Oracle, and it is amazing. What it really does is it deepens the ba the basis of what we're doing in Arthurian magic. It complements it extremely well. It comes with a wonderful guidebook, not a tiny one that you usually see with oracle or tarot cards, but an actual book. And, of course, it comes with cards. And when I was looking at this online before I ordered it. I couldn't believe how well this deck is for a companion to the big book of Arthurian magic. Again, this is the Camelot Oracle, which was produced in 2012, while Arthurian magic came out in November of 2017. It is a tomb. It is a big, big, big book. There's a lot of material and a lot of stuff to go through. And that's why I started the Facebook group, because there's a lot of people who love the two subjects and want to learn more. And I figured as I'm going through this big, huge book and trying to figure it out for myself and not having 
the meditations, having them written down, but without any type of music and without any type of guidance, I figured we'd all learn everything together and I would provide a lot of what's in the book so you don't have to spend the money, the 20 or $30 to get a physical copy. I have both the physical and the Kindle version, but honestly, for taking something up of this magnitude, you do need to have the physical copy in front of you as well, <clears throat> if you were to do it alone. So what I'm doing is actually taking pieces that are, I feel are relevant for our course of study with this, and I'm copying and pasting it into my into files so that way it saves you guys a couple of bucks and we can do this all together so I got the Camelot Oracle today in the mail and it really is a path it's not just an Oracle deck it's not just predicting future events like the tarot does or past events or what's going on right now or what could possibly go on. This is something, it's a quest and it's wisdom and it's through the Arthurian world and it's really amazing. So right now I want to read to you guys the introduction by John Matthews. So that way in case you don't know much about this you'll get a little bit of background and this is the introduction to the Oracle deck. Okay. So here it goes. The legends of King Arthur and his glorious fellowship of knights have been around since at least the 6th century. They've been listened to, read, explored, expounded, and examined by mystics, academics, historians, and dreamers, each of whom have found within them something marvelous. Over the years, they have become archetypal, acquiring a status rarely accorded to myth or legend. The characters of the knights themselves, of their ladies, servants, friends, and enemies, and even their weapons and horses have become so deeply embedded in the minds and hearts of people everywhere that have taken on a deeper reality. The whole question of whether Arthur ever existed is one that has exercised the minds of countless historians and commentators, most of whom declare that Arthur was not a king but a seasoned commander who welded the feuding tribes of post-Roman Britain into a force that held the invading Saxons at bay sometime in the 6th century. But there has always been a more ancient figure of Arthur, a mythical, perhaps even semi-divine king, around whom a vast body of stories constellated, <coughs> constellated sorry, that were drawn from the bottomless vessel of oral tradition. From the beginning, stories of adventure, magic, and romance were the stuff of the, these legends. From the intricately woven fabric of Celtic myth, retold by wandering bards and storytellers, emerged the tales of Arthur and Avalon, of Merlin and the Grail, and the otherworldly women who interacted so subtly with the lives of the heroes of the earliest Arthurian world. Later, from chivalric epics of the Middle Ages, Lancelot and Galahad, Percival and Gareth, Gwyn and Palamedes came stories, and many more whose adventures filled through thousands of manuscript pages relating their journeys to the dark, impenetrable forest of the Arthurian world. 
From the complex ethic of courtly love defined like a religious code came a new attitude to women who were no longer seen as chattels to be bought and sold in the matrimonial marketplace of feudal Europe, but as potential goddesses. This gave rise to unforgettable characters such as Guinevere, Nimue, Elaine of Astolat, Dindrain, and to the legion of ladies wooed and won, rescued and championed by the knights who loved them. However, behind all of this lay a deeper dimension, drawn from the heritage of the magical tradition, seeded by countless generations until burst forth in the flowering of medieval romance literature. Here the themes that had dominated the inner consciousness of mankind from a time before history found a home. The, internal, the eternal interaction of, of, of the other world with, the, our, with our own dimension formed a backdrop to the tales of Arthur and his heroes, their loves and their adventures, these secrets of immortality of harmony with the earth, of true love and spiritual fulfillment were only some of the rich gifts offered by the wandering beings who appear and disappear in countless texts. Strange and terrible were the adventures they undertook with a merry heart. Strange and terrible were also their adversaries, shape-shifting shape magicians and enchantresses, wild beasts possessed of intelligence, serpents that turned into beautiful women if anyone was daring enough to kiss them, invisible foes who struck from nowhere, demons and ghosts and knights whose armor changed color in the blink of an eye. Even the landscape itself was unearthly, with its underwater bridges, fountains that ran with blood, trees one half in flame and the other in green leaf, wasted lands that grew green again at a single act. Magical weapons, magic rings, horses and bridles, swords pulled from stones that floated on water, ships that sailed by themselves, and chess pieces that moved by unseen hands. These are but few of the elements that make up the world in which the Camelot of Oracle is set. Here you can undertake a journey into your own life and discover deeper meanings than you may have previously have been aware of. Accompanied by a champion chosen from among the greatest archetypal characters of the legends, you can travel in the lands adventurous just as they did to discover for yourself strategies and answers to issues of daily living. Prepare then for an adventure. Unfold the map you will find here and choose the direction in which you will travel. Find from among the four, 40 archetypes which, which you will take with you on your journey. Prepare yourself for revelations, wonder, and wisdom. This is John Matthews, Oxford, 2012. There is a map. There's a map in the book, and there's a huge map. Uh, it has to be about 11 by 16. Um, that you That is paper. You can... If you get this oracle deck and you decide to use it in conjunction with Arthurian magic, you can laminate it. Uh, I have a laminator here, but I don't know if I have a sleeve big enough for this map. But the map is quite interesting. It has a bunch of different paths. There's the honored path, the doubtful path, the hero's path, the determined path, the resolute path, and the turning path. And they all go 
in different directions leading around this wonderful kind of maze of the Arthurian legends. So now I'm going to go into part one, which is Camelot and the Lands Adventurous. The archetypes within. The universal appeal of the Arthurian character stems from the primal quality of the tales themselves, which deal with every aspect of life, from struggle to overcome obstacles via love, politics, spirituality, heroism, to continuing the search for a fulfilled and fulfilling life. And these are things that we go through now. So it's so relevant from the past and the present. <clears throat> the adventures and heroic deeds of the knights, riding forth in search of wrongs to right, bound together in eternal fellowship along with the adversaries they encounter, both human and magical, make their path one that affects everyone who reads about them. Many of the characters who appear here in their most essential forms have a vast history that will require entire books to relate. But while I have drawn on many sources to compile the brief descriptions for each archetype, I have chosen to focus on the more esoteric side of their natures. Most of this material is attained directly from the vast literature of the legends. But even if you know something of the Arthurian mysteries, you may occasionally find reference to elements that you do not recognize. These derive from the inner work in which I have been involved for many years. A journey of discovery. The characters of the Arthurian myths are far more, are far more than just men and women. They are also archetypes that embody many of the characteristics of the human experience. It is thus possible to identify closely with the different people from the stories and journey with them, learning from their deep fount of wisdom and growing in the process. In this way, we learn to know and understand our own inner champion, the strong and powerful person we can become. But the Camelot Oracle is more than just a tool for exploring the inner self. It is also a way of finding answers to the questions and issues that we encounter daily. As such, it is both a personal tool for exploration and a powerful oracle to help in making decisions. Using guided imagery combined with the oracle meaning of each card, we take our journey on this specially created map of the land's adventurous. Traveling from Camelot, the court of Arthur, following a path chosen by the oracle and accompanied by one or other of the characters who inhibit the world of Camelot. We discover new and powerful truths about ourselves, drawing upon a pool of wisdom that stretches back to a time when the world was a simpler place. I don't think it gets simpler from back then. I mean, the... Stories and legends and myths of the Arthurian legends are, like John Matthews is saying, is not just a human experience, but that of having to deal with myth like magical and mythical creatures that we don't have today. But perhaps we do in other forms. Anyway, let me get back to this. Um, here, answers tend to be more of a black and white though not easier for that, and wisdom struck to the heart of the problem. Nor was help ever far from hand. 
Along the way, we encounter other archetypal beings, each of whom represent an aspect of our soul's journey. These individual encounters bring guidance by challenging us to take a fresh or deeper look at the circumstances of whatever issue we bring to the oracle. This allows us to discover new ways to overcome obstacles, to find new paths, and reinterpret current events in an empowering way. Stepping into Legend the simpler and deeper ways of Camelot and the land's adventures are not lost to us. Any more than the great heroes and champions of those older times, we can still journey to meet them whenever we wish and find counsel, wisdom, and support when it is, need it is most needed. The Camelot Oracle was devised for exactly this purpose and is based on the principle that both the places and people it describes possess a reality that can be assessed in vision and meditation and through imagery. I've used this method in workshops for years and found it again and again to be a helpful, supportive, and at times devastatingly accurate tool. I have watched in wonder as students followed the paths once trodden by knights and ladies of Arthur's court, accompanied by the great characters of the legend, and seen them return with wisdom and help of a kind that can only be accessed at the deepest level. I am now able to make it available to everyone and to give it an extra dimension through the extraordinary images painted by Will Worthington. These not only offer a glimpse into the world of the Arthurian legends with an astounding degree of historical accuracy, they also serve as starting points for those who seek to embark on their own journey and discover more about the path on which they have already set out or which they will soon follow. How this oracle works. Within the pack, you'll find a set of 40 cards, a fold-up map of the land's adventurous. 32 of the cards bear a portrait of one of the archetypal characters from the Arthurian legend. The remaining eight represent paths shown on the map, where the quests and journeys undertaken by Arthur's knights took place. Each path has its own qualities as follows. The deepening path. Greater understanding of your goals. The Wandering Path, Discovering the Pitfalls Along the Way. The Honored Path, The Journey of Greatest Perception. The Doubtful Path, The Path of Uncertainty and Self-Doubt. The Hero's Path, The Most Direct Approach to Your Goal. The Determined Path, Both Determined and Requiring Determination. The Resolute Path, The Path of Resolution and Acceptance. And the turning path, the path of many options. Also on the map, situated at each of the carnal points of the compass, are some of the most significant places to which the knights made their way. Places that have acquired their own archetypal presence and have come to embody truths and situations that we all experience at one time or another. As you will see, each of these places represents an aspect of human experience, both in this world and the mysterious other world, to which we journey in vision and dream. Here are the names of the nine places along with their essential aspects. Of course, we have Camelot. Camelot represents the place where all the adventures begin. Then we have the Grail Castle, which is the home of the Grail. The Wells, the place of testing and realization. Sarah's, the spiritual place, the hermitage, the place of contemplation, joyous guard, the place of love and destiny, green chapel, the place of communion with the wild, Avalon, 
which is my favorite place, the place of rest and reflection, and Castle Mortal, the place of human expression. It is a combination of the qualities, people, and situations represented by two sets of cards that creates the oracle. The characters generate questions or challenges. The paths along with the places on the map generate answers. So this is an amazing couple of pages that John Matthews wrote. And I have the highest respect for him. Like I said, I am also an Arthurian scholar. I've written books on the subject and articles for academic journals. And I'm just so happy to be able to take this journey with whomever wants to take it with me. Now, of course, I on this podcast, I will also be talking about um, all the other things that you might be interested in when it comes to mediumship. The Claire's, you know, different senses, psychic gifts, and I'd like to do it a few times a week. So it's going to be kind of like, you know, a psychic today type of thing. And I would like to be able to give the budding medium some exercises that you could do to strengthen your clairvoyance, your claircognizance, your clairaudience, um, any intuition, um, if you're dealing with being an empath, a star seed, we can get into quantum physics. It's going to be a fun ride. Whichever path you decide to take, whether it's the Arthurian one or just everything about being a psychic medium, or if you're just interested in either one, there's going to be loads of information here. And I will be doing um, live um, questions and answers, mini readings, oracle card polls on YouTube and Facebook Live. You can um, follow my page on Facebook, which is Jill Roberts um, Psychic Medium, I believe. Um, on YouTube, I believe it's the same thing, Jill Roberts Psychic Medium. You can check me out online at Psychic Medium newyorkcity.com there you'll find my blog you'll find my services and all the descriptions you can make an appointment with me personally um, I am right now um, a couple of months booked in advance I do all of my readings no matter what reading type of reading you're looking for uh, via zoom conference or Skype or FaceTime or by telephone because I have clients all over the world, and even though I'm situated on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, um, believe it or not, your loved ones come through stronger through technology and electricity and all those type of, and ley lines and all those types of things, rather than seeing a psychic in person. I find I get a lot more from spirit when I'm doing it either via video or 
on the phone. Not that I don't see clients in person. I do, but I don't really travel to do that. So again, what I love about Zoom conference, if you have a couple other people who want to be in on the reading, um, that's possible to do. Um, we can talk about that as well as it can be taped for you that you can so that way you can review it again and again because sometimes in readings especially mediumship readings things come through that you may not understand or get at the moment of the reading that may hit you a day or two or a week later or a month later and it's good to have a copy of something like that so you can go back and refer to it and say oh that's who that person was coming through because of course we all have a specific loved one we want to come through and I work a little bit differently than most mediums when I have a client I take a week starting from Monday I usually see clients on Saturdays but when I have a client that's why I'm kind of booked up in advance I like to do channeling sessions on my own ahead of time and especially it like I said if you're looking to connect with that specific person um, sometimes as a client we get what's called psychic amnesia and other loved ones will come through and you won't recognize them or even want to deal with that person if it's uncle so-and-so or you know a distant relative because you're really looking for that person so I give you homework to do on your end and it's not doesn't take a lot of time it's a couple of exercises you can do before you going to bed that can help have spirit come through um, while we're in session together it's always good to notify that specific loved one that you have an appointment with whatever medium if it's not me or anybody on that specific date at time and ask them to come through and they always always invariably do I have never had a situation where that specific loved one that you want to hear from has never come through. But I like to do a lot of preparation. I do channeling sessions and in some various channeling sessions the person has come through and has spoken in other languages that I'm not fluent in or know what they were saying so a lot of times what I do is I will re audio record my channeling sessions so that way if stuff comes through that is not in my native tongue I can look it up and I can also play it for my client um, because a lot of times it comes through in their voice not my own when that happens but most times I will I will do about three to four channeling sessions before our appointment. I will do psychic impressions. I will do a generalized tarot card spread. So we know where I get an idea of where you're at before we have the appointment. And then I like to do a little bit of everything. I like to, if you have any questions about 
anything we could use a pendulum for. You get the tarot reading. You get a past-like reading if you want it or a different type of oracle card reading. Um, it, and then we do the mediumship reading. And I'm an evidential medium, which means I like to present evidence first to see if you can take that person. And by what I mean by take that person is if you recognize who that person is who's coming through. And just be aware that a lot of times, especially if it's a newly departed loved one, they may not be strong enough to come through first. So you might have Aunt Martha coming in real strong, and even though you're like, I don't really want to talk to Aunt Martha, I want to talk to, you know, my husband or my child or whomever is in spirit, that one person that you want to speak to. Um, and sometimes they have to come through first because they're, they're either deceased longer or it's their personality because sometimes personalities just don't change whether you're here or you're on the other side. And they will bring in, thus then bring in the person you're looking for. So never, you know, rule of thumb, be open to everything. Um, if you are a skeptic in any way, don't waste your time, the medium's time, or your money because you're just going to be throwing off your energy and aura that is being picked up on from the medium. So if you're really not into this, then, you know, if you're just doing it out of curiosity and you're, you're not really open to it, don't waste your money because it, it's not worth it. Um, trying to give you any other tips or some parting knowledge um, for if and when you see a medium. But back to how I work. Um, so I'm not one of those mediums who, you know, is on an 800 number who just answers the phone and gives you vague information that could fit in like you know a a Chinese um, fortune cookie type of deal I like to give names nicknames of either you or your loved one memories things that evidence that only you would know whether you're a stranger to me or a friend the less I know about your deceased loved one, the better. Because that way, you have no doubt in your mind, this is your loved one, they're coming through, they're coming through strong. And I can tell you, no matter what medium you see, you're going to hear how much they love you. Because it's the truth. And honestly, that's the most important thing they want you to know that they're okay and they love you and they might have seen little Timmy you know uh, win that soccer goal or whatever you know little things that they impart from me to you I like to think I am the voice for the voiceless 
just know it takes a lot of energy for your loved ones to come through. Don't forget, they don't have a voice box anymore or vocal cords. So for them to come through and to come through strong takes a lot of effort on their part. So don't dismiss any, anything they say. But a lot of other things I like to give you is the manner of the way they passed um, and any specific things that I can pick up from your loved one. Because what I do is I invite them into my aura so I can physically feel how they passed. And then I can impart that onto you. I have also had my own uh, mediumships, mediumship um, cards made, oracle cards. No one else in the world has these. I don't sell them. They're just for me. And I will pull some of those while we're in the reading. I will be taking notes. Um, a lot of times um, I get a lot of uh, either stronger clairvoyance or claircognizance or clairaudience when I'm just even drawing circles in my notebook. And you will get all of everything, whatever cards I've pulled, whatever things I've written down, and of course in um, a video of our session. So anyway, that is how I work. And it's up to you if you want to see a medium and what type of medium you want to see. So I'm thinking we're going to, for the Arthurian magic and the Camelot Oracle, I might start talking about the different archetypes. And then I will also be um, posting and podcasting on the different clairs and the different psychic senses. If you have any questions, please feel free to get in touch with me. My email address is UES, and that stands for Upper East Side, UESmedium at gmail.com. You can again check out my, my website at psychicmediumnewyorkcity.com. Or if you're just interested in my services and prices and want to book an appointment, you can go to Psychic Medium NYC, that stands for New York City, dot com. Again, this is your host, Jill Roberts. It was a pleasure giving you all of this information, and I hope I get to speak with you soon. <laughs>